Hello and welcome to the Give Him Six podcast. In this podcast, we talk about Tennessee and the SEC East. We have Carson Crouch, my co-host, on, and we have a very, very special guest, the famous common fan voice, Tony Basilio, on with us. So how are you all doing today? I'm doing really good. Excited to be here with Tony and you, Roger. I'm thrilled to be here, guys. I'm absolutely thrilled to be here. So I appreciate you guys inviting me and talking to both of you before we got started today, and I feel like I've already made a a couple of friends and two young guys like you out there at the age of 14 doing what you're doing. You guys are inspiring me today. So thanks for having me. Well, thank you so yeah. much for being on. Well, it's really my pleasure, and it's an honor to be with you. So we're, I'm looking forward to talking with you gentlemen. Thanks. Tell us and our, well, we know about you, but tell our listeners about you and what you do and uh, how you're involved with Tennessee and the common fan. Well, I'll tell you guys, I've, I've done what I've done for about a quarter century. So about 10 years, 10 years longer than you guys have been alive, which is wow. kind of a scary thought. So I'm what you call old people. <laughs> but I, I will tell you this, it's a lot of fun, and the business is just so much different than it used to be when I was a kid. When I was, when I was a kid coming up, it was all radio. And that's what I did. I listened to the radio. And when I was your age, I just, I just saw myself doing this, but I didn't know how to get there. And slowly over time, what I do has evolved into being more video. Now we're doing stuff on my app, um, at my Tony Basilio radio program app. And then we do all these post game shows and, it's just gotten bigger and bigger and more and more. And I need some young guys like you to take some pressure off of me. So either one of you want to put in an application, maybe we can make something happen. We can get me off the radio and get you guys on it. What do you think? Yeah, Sounds that would be me. great. Do you think your parents would let you do that and take the pay cut and all that stuff? Maybe drop out of school. I want to encourage all young people to drop <laughs> Yeah, that'd be, that'd be great. It's a joke. I'm just joking. But I think both of you sound very knowledgeable. Carson um, wants to do what you do and, when he uh, grows up. And... I think that's awesome, and I want to encourage you to, to keep reaching every day. If you see a goal in sight, go for it, my man. And uh, I want to encourage both of you guys to do that. And, uh, you know, one wish I had when I was your age, I wish I'd have had the tools that you guys have to be able yeah. to do what you're doing. That's why I applaud you doing what you're doing because – it's um, that's all. That's what it takes today. It just takes seeing it and the vision to be able to accomplish it. Well, uh, what what drew you? Because I know I know you grew up in Philadelphia, correct? That is correct, sir. Yes. So, um, what what made you a Tennessee fan? What what drew you to Tennessee and the Tennessee Volunteers? I tell you, I had never seen the University of Tennessee before I moved my stuff in. I told my family where I grew up in the Pennsylvania area. I told them, I said, um, I, I grew up outside of Philadelphia. I was a Philadelphia sports fan. So Phillies, Flyers, 76ers, the Eagles, and Penn State was our college team. And um, several people in my family had gone to Penn State. And I was a Penn State um, 
fan, as I say, as a kid. But then I was watching the Sugar Bowl in 85. I guess it was in January of 86. And I told my dad, I said, I'm going to go to school there. And he said, that's crazy. And in the fall of 87, I moved my stuff into, into Tennessee. It was the first time I saw the place was moving my stuff into a dorm. And, you know, as I look back on my life, I think God led me here. Um, totally. And that's kind of what happened. That's, that's sort of how I ended up here. And then my um, uh, love of the Big Orange came from being here as a student. And then um, I had friends that would sit down with me and teach me about Tennessee history back then the history of the program and that's just how I fell in love with it wow that's amazing yeah yeah that's how it happened guys that's that's a true story and, and I've been here for 30 years now which is hard to believe wow I mean it shows you when when God wants you to do something he'll make a way for you to do it well that's yeah and my mom I remember my mom saying to me are you sure you want to do this because I, when I was you guys age I had never been away from home at all. I mean, maybe a couple days here or there, but when I was 19, 19 or 20, you know, I was just like, my parents were like, are you sure you're going to do this? Are you ready to do this? And I was, yeah, I think I can do this. I think I can handle it. That's what happened. That's how I ended up here. Wow. Well, the thing that I... Uh, um for me is that I watch I watch every single Tennessee game and what I'll do after is if we lose, you know, I'll think back and think, well, why did we run it on this player? Why did we do this? But uh I just look at the next the next game and hope we can do better. But um growing up as a Tennessee fan, my whole family's a Tennessee fan, I don't I don't if we lose like if we go four and eight in a year, I'm still going to be a Tennessee fan for life. So that's just my take on being a Tennessee fan, too. Yeah. Yeah, but you never know, guys. You know, God could lead you somewhere, and uh, you could end up being a Tennessee fan, plus the place where you go to college. You, you just never know. Um, my, my, my daughter is going to go to the University of Tennessee, which is really awesome. She's going to be enrolled there next year. And then my son, Anthony, he's going to go back to Philadelphia, where I come from, and he's going to go to the University of Pennsylvania. Wow. And he told wow. my wife and I, he said he said to us, he said, I feel like God's leading me up there. What do you think of that? And I said, hey, follow where God's leading you. And that would be my advice to you guys as well, to anybody. So uh, you're known as the voice of the common fan, and that's what you have a... Uh, Sort of the name you've established for yourself, the voice of the common fan. Why is that? What, what does that mean to you? What does that? What does that mean in general? Being the voice of the common fan. Elijah, that's an incredible question. You know, nobody's ever asked me that. I've had a lot of people interview me about my life, and nobody's asked me, "Where do you get this common fan from?" Really? Well, tell you what, my my favorite experiences as a kid are sitting in the cheap seats. <laughs> and the cheap seats in any arena are not where the rich people sit. It's where just the common person sits. And right. I've always more identified with those people than with the super rich. And so 
what I say on my show is, is that though, like in college sports, for instance, they placate and play to the people with the money. But you know what? The what? people that are just the ticket holder, the people that might not have the most money, they count too. And I think they're forgotten about a lot uh, in this deal. And they don't need to be forgotten about when it comes to the experience of following college sports. Wow. And that's why I said that I'm a voice of the common fan, because I want to stand for those people that might not have a voice otherwise. And that's how I try to do my show every day. I try to do my show with those people in the cheap seats in mind. When I was a kid, guys, check this out. I want you guys to think about this now. I used to be able to get in Veterans Stadium in Philadelphia. Tickets to sit upstairs for a game cost $1. No way. Yeah, $1, Elijah. You believe that? $1. And so the last year before I went to Tennessee, that summer I saw 35 Phillies baseball games. I used to drive into the stadium, go to the stadium, and I saw 35 games that summer. And the Phillies that year, they finished 30 games out of first place. They were really good teams. Wow. 30 games out of first place, but tickets were a dollar each. A dollar. And uh, it was in the what we call the 700 level in Veterans Stadium. Guys, the, the, the seats were up so high, you needed a tank of oxygen almost to get up there. So how yeah, is, so is that high stadium higher than, than our stadium? In, that, in those days, that stadium was higher than the old stadium, yeah. Like you were way up in the air in that stadium. All right. It was it was creepy feeling. You were so high up there. You guys could probably look at it if you go on YouTube and you look up Veterans Stadium, Philadelphia, and you saw those yellow seats at the very top of the stadium. They were one dollar to sit in those seats. One whole dollar. So it's called Veterans Stadium. Veterans Stadium. Yeah. Oh wow. You're right. Those seats are very. Very high. <laughs> I looked it up. All right. And you know what else, Elijah? In that stadium where I grew up, see, people here think I'm crazy. And I am. But I come about it honestly. Because in that stadium where I grew up, they had a prison in that stadium. They actually had a jail. Like When people got out of control, they would take them down there, and they had a, they had a judge... And he would actually throw you in jail in that stadium. All right. Well, it's been great talking with you, Mr. Basilio, and we'll talk more, but after we thank our sponsor. Folks, do you live around the greater Nashville area and you've always wanted to take piano, but you've never found the right teacher? Well, you're in luck, because if you live around the greater Nashville area, there's Mr. Wayne Yankee with Keys to Nashville coming to teach you the very best of the best piano. This is great, especially if you want to learn classical piano. Just text 615-693-1619. That's right, 615-693-1619. We know, we all know that the coaching search, uh, the search that we had for our coach in November and December of last year was just 
I mean, maybe maybe the worst coaching search in history under John Curry, our old athletic mm-hmm. director. Um, uh-huh. I know you covered a lot of it. Mr. Basilio, on your show, you talked about it quite a bit. You even had the Groomers podcast and the Clone Cast, which were my favorite shows you did, I do believe. And uh, what out of all this, what kind of what kind of coach do you think we've got? And do you think it was the best coach that we could have got? What could have we done better? You know, Elijah, that's a hard question to answer because here's the here's the truth about hiring coaches these days is the money they're paying at these schools now, it's so much money that people just aren't as anxious to leave as they were 10, 15, 20 years ago, because now everybody makes great money. So it becomes harder and harder to hire a coach. When I think about how Tennessee could have had Greg Schiano, which would have been a disaster uh, here. Oh, gosh. That might have been or they could have had the guy at North Carolina State who I call Dave Doreen. <laughs> uh, that would have been awful. How they could have had Mike Leach, who's just a complete goofball and a freak and a nut and a knucklehead and a nugget. I like uh, I like uh, Pruitt. I think he's I think he's a cultural fit to this place, and I think he's got a good chance to succeed here. Now, will he succeed? I don't know, but I think he's got a good chance to succeed. Another thing about um, to add on, Jeremy Pruitt. Um, it, it, he's been in the SEC before, and he knows Alabama's game, and he's going to have a little bit behind him to beat Alabama. Um, another thing would be good is that they coming off of going to the national championship and being the defense coordinator for Nick Saban, he's going to learn a lot, and it's going to make our defense a lot better than what it has been in the past. I agree. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And uh, now some people are mad because he stayed with the team and they think it cost Tennessee in recruiting. I don't think it cost oh, Tennessee on. at all in recruiting. No. He was committed to Alabama and now he's not. So as long as he's not committed to Alabama now, I'm fine. Yeah, don't worry about that. Nick Saban is already angry with him. And, but, um, and, he, and, and Coach Pruitt is angry with uh, Kirby Smart over some things that went on in recruiting. So there's, mm-hmm. a little, there's a little family feud going on there. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of coaches, speaking of coaches, what, what has been uh, maybe what, – what, who do you think it was the best coach at Tennessee that we've ever had? Best coach here? Yes. Nobody has ever asked me that question. I think the best coach in school history is probably twofold. The first one is General Nealon because he, he brought a lot of principles to football that are still used today. He was so far ahead of his time. And if you talk to modern-day coaches that have, it, have a knowledge of history, They'll tell you that General Nealon's an all-time great and and a Hall of Famer. And then the second best coach they've ever had on school on school on the school property was uh, Pat Summit. 
what she was able to do in her sport. I I definitely agree with Pat Summit and I mean and Neelan. They were both fantastic. Even though I wasn't alive for Neelan and neither was Carson. And I wouldn't believe that you were Mr. Basilio, but I'm not sure. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well no, I know that you I know that you two young men have a have a tremendous respect for history because you name your podcast after a John Ward saying, and that tells me that you guys have a, a tip of the cap and, and an eye toward history, and that's very refreshing for you two young people to, um, to be uh, giving it up for the history of the sport. It's, it's important. History is very important. Yeah. Yeah. I've had so many friends who have come up to me, and I'll tell them, you know, I love history, and they'll They'll go, well, who cares about history? It's, you know, it's, it, history was a thing of the past, and now we have iPhones and Google, and I'm like, well, I mean, do you think we would be where we are today if we didn't have people in history helping us along to not uh, recommit past mistakes? I mean, history is definitely important. Such a great point. And, you know, guys, I knew that, I knew that um, what we were what we were going through back in that coaching search back in the um, late November, early December was history. That'll never happen again. You bet. That was such a disaster. And I'm hoping that by the time both of you get of age, and by the time both of you start driving here in a couple of years, Tennessee football will be very good. So you'll be able to uh, to uh, go to the games and enjoy the games. We need to get back to being very good here like we used to be. Oh, that would be great. Get back to beating Vandy consistently for years in a row. That'd be Kentucky. Great. Florida. Done. Let's beat Alabama for once. Well, so... You've been alive, Mr. Basilio, a good deal longer than us and seen a lot more of Tennessee football and more good things, you know, uh, like in, even in your Gate 21 podcast that you released earlier today and uh, the Notre Dame win back in the day, the big, I mean, how, how we just came back incredibly with that field goal return. Well, what are your favorite memories and traditions from Tennessee? And it's such a great question. Some of my favorite memories go back to my time as being a student on campus because those are the times you hold in your heart. Um, I remember being with my lovely girlfriend. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not my current wife. I remember being with my, my lovely wife who's with me now. She knows I'm kidding. <laughs> we were together at the uh, Auburn game in 89, and I remember – we both jumped over the fence and jumped onto the field after Tennessee won a incredible game. I, I, you guys need to go back and check out the 89 Auburn game. We're doing a gate 21 on that game on our podcast. And it is truly, truly one of my great memories running onto the field. I remember the, the goalpost got taken down Cumberland Avenue, and we were walking with it. Now, listen, now here's a great story for you. So I was working at the radio station as a news anchor, 
And the next day I was anchoring the news. And the next day when I was anchoring the news, and the next day when I was anchoring the news, um, the my throat was so torn up from yelling and screaming the day before mm-hmm. that my throat was so torn up from the day before that um, I got fired. The guy who was over this radio station called in and said, who is that on the air? And they said, Tony Basilio, and they fired me. No. Oh, my God. Yes, they fired me. And you're the greatest. I lost my voice for the volunteers. And you know what? I would do it all over again if I had a chance. Well, I would say uh, something like that's worth it for Tennessee and their great football program, even if it wasn't great for the past few years. It's a program worth being dedicated to. Yeah. I also remember, guys, my first time I ever walked into Neyland Stadium, I thought it was just the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. It was a sunny day. I remember back then the game game wasn't as presentation of the game wasn't like it is now it's a lot less commercialized and they let these orange and white balloons go into the sky and i remember getting choked up with emotion over that tore me all up wow i mean wow i've never been choked up with emotion for tennessee partially because i've never been alive to see tennessee great but um going to you guys have never seen tennessee be good have you both you guys 14 years old you've never seen tennessee like they should be i've only seen replays of the great days with peyton manning and philip fulmer coaching doug dickey coaching and that's about it you guys to hold firm in this fan base now don't abandon us we won't don't abandon us no i will never abandon Tennessee. They are not worth abandoning us. You've gotten pretty much nothing but torture from it. I have faith that they'll grow better again one day, so. Don't, and don't grow up to be like Butch Jones. <laughs> be a winner. Yeah, I won't be botching our football program like he did. Or Derek Dooley. Exactly. Exactly. Well, so, how can people listen to your show and follow you? Say that again, my man. I'm sorry. How can people listen to your show and follow you on uh, sure. on Twitter yeah, and whatnot? So, yeah, you, I have a website, TonyBasilio.com. I update a blog there every day. In fact, I'm working on my blog right now for tomorrow. What I'd like for you guys to do when you get your podcast ready is send me a link to it when you put it up. And I'm going to put it on my blog so thousands and thousands and thousands of people will hear you guys. That's wow. Make sure you I give appreciate your, that a lot. Yeah. And we'll go ahead and get you taken care of. But they can also follow me on Twitter, at Tony Basilio. And then on Periscope and on Facebook Live, I do my show every day. And then I have post-game shows. And, um, yeah, it's really exciting, guys. Great time to be alive. All right. Yeah. We'll link to all of those in our show notes page so that all of our listeners who don't know about you, even though most of them do, will find you and hopefully follow you and listen to your show and become a club member. Oh, donate. that's great, man. Yeah, any any support we can get would be greatly appreciated. And, boy, I'm really thrilled for you guys because 
you guys have bright futures, and it's been terrific spending uh, a little bit of time with you today on the podcast. Great questions, my friend. Really insightful questions. You asked me a couple questions that nobody's ever asked me, so you're to be congratulated for that. Well, thank you, and thank you for being yeah. on our show. And uh, thanks so much for coming. It's an honor. It's an honor. It is. It really is. And hopefully, maybe another day we could do another interview or something another time. That'd be great. Oh, I would love it, guys. In fact, I'll tell you what I'm going to do is one day I'd like to get you guys on my show when you guys get out of school. I'd like to get you guys on to talk about your podcast one day. That'd be fantastic. That'd wow. be great, yeah. Wow. All right. <clears throat> well, for our listeners, you can email us at uh, givehim6podcast at gmail.com. And uh, remember, the Give Him Six podcast is always scoring touchdowns.